baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Megan Goldsby and Brett Burkhart. President Biden and Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy are touting their compromise agreement to raise the U.S. debt ceiling. But is this deal really a win for McCarthy? The Bakersfield Republican faces simmering anger from the most conservative members of the House, and they could try to oust him from the speakership as a result. Yeah, this is the stiffest test yet of the new speaker's leadership. He barely got elected speaker. As you may recall, it took 15 ballots for him to get enough votes, the longest election for speaker since the 1860s. And he had to make a lot of concessions just to win the job. And now the ultra-conservative Freedom Caucus in his party is spitting mad over the concessions he made to President Biden to avoid a government default. McCarthy got a lot of what he was looking for, including cuts in spending and making more people who receive what we used to call food stamps, the SNAP program, uh, making them have to meet minimum work requirements in order to qualify for food assistance. But the conservative wing of the GOP wanted deeper cuts in the budget. They feel that McCarthy gave in too much to Biden and the Democrats to secure a deal, and they vowed to vote against it. There could even be a vote of no confidence in the speaker, Brad and Megan. Hmm. So how does this work, uh, Doug? I mean, could McCarthy's speakership really be in jeopardy? Yeah, it could. I mean, the way it works, as, as you may remember, to get the speakership, he had to agree to a rule that any one member of the House could call for a vote of no confidence in him, could, could challenge whether he still should hold the job. One person can do that now, and there's at least one already uh, on the Rules Committee itself, uh, you know, a conservative member of the Republican Party in the House saying he thinks McCarthy has blown it and he's got to go and he's going to call for that vote. So we'll see if that happens or not. But uh, it only takes one of them to say, I no longer have confidence in him. And then there would be a vote, kind of what happens in England when you have a vote of no confidence in a prime minister. And then the whole House would vote and it only takes a majority to oust him. So what is it? 222 to 213 right now. Republicans over Democrats, they have a nine person margin. It would only take, you know, five of them. Uh, to, to vote if all the Democrats were to vote against McCarthy, and then he'd be out. Now, I don't know that all the Democrats would vote against McCarthy. Maybe they would want to keep him as speaker because they know their leader, Hakeem Jeffries, is not going to get elected speaker. Maybe they'd rather have the devil they know than one they don't. Um, but if that were to happen, I mean, it would throw everything into disarray. They'd have another battle over who would be speaker. It would be a mess. So I think it's unlikely but it's possible that it could at least come to a vote that we think McCarthy would win, but you you never know. It seems like this was just a matter of time. I mean, this is how they were talking when he finally did get into the position. This seems like just the first test. Do you, do you see that as well? Yeah, it's only been, what, four months since he became Speaker. Uh, I was one of those people who said... You know, I don't know how long this guy is going to last in the job, six months, a year. This is kind of the first real test. We'll see if he passes it. Uh, as far as a lot of his conservative members are concerned, he's failed it. We'll see if he passes if it comes to a, if, a, if it comes to a confidence vote. Um, I'm sure there will be more down the road as this goes on. And it shows, you know, what a tenuous hold he has. I mean, his whole career has been built on getting to this point, um, being, you know, the guy from Bakersfield, the former deli owner, uh, who, who is now Speaker of the House. But... 
Um, you know, he, he has such a narrow majority and he's so beholden to the right wing of his party that any misstep in any anywhere where he doesn't placate what they want, he's in real trouble. All right. So overall, who do you think uh, won this showdown between uh, Biden and McCarthy? I mean, who got the better deal? You know, I think overall McCarthy got more of what he was looking for than Biden, not as much as his members wanted. And of course, Biden gave away more than the progressive members of the Democratic Party wanted. Um, I, I think Biden kind of gave in a little bit more because I think he saw, I mean, he's been through this before. He negotiated the debt ceiling uh, deal when he was vice president under President Obama. Uh, he knew that the country just could not risk default. I mean, it would be economic catastrophe. So he sort of was in a position where he had to give up a little bit. But again, McCarthy he didn't get as much as he wanted. Uh, he, he got, you know, spending freezes, spending cuts, but modest ones. He got some of the concessions on, on the social welfare programs. I think McCarthy, you know, if you look at all of it, McCarthy probably got more than, than Biden did. But we'll have to see, uh, first of all, if this deal survives or if it's amended or changed. But as it stands now, I think McCarthy did fairly well. Um, but we'll see in the long run who really is the winner here. And you mentioned Biden. I mean, the Progressive Caucus of the Democratic Party also not happy with Biden about this, right? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that they're hopping mad about, and they're not going to vote for um, for this deal, uh, the, the progressives, the moderates will, but the progressives won't, uh, is this thing about work requirements. So if you are, uh, if you get Medicaid, if you um, get SNAP, food assistance, various programs, uh, in some programs you have to work a certain amount or earn a certain amount um, to show that you know you're you're participating in society to get those benefits. And what the Republicans wanted was that if you're on Medicaid, you got to work. If you're on getting SNAP, you got to work. All Biden gave them was just for people getting SNAP, the food assistance program. Right now, if you're 49 or under and you don't have kids, you have to meet a minimum work requirement. They're going to extend that to 54. So it's only five more years. And as Biden pointed out, he got an exemption, which was not there before, which is if you're homeless, or if you are a veteran, or if you were in foster care at some point, you're exempt from that. So Biden's argument to the progressives is not that many more people are really going to have to meet this work requirement. But the, the left wing of the Democratic Party is really angry that anyone is going to have to meet that that standard uh, just to get their food assistance. The Republicans, of course, wanted much, much more. They're mad that McCarthy gave in to Biden as much on that as he did. You know, as we know, Doug, I mean, debating whether to pay America's bills was never really an issue until somewhat recently. Uh, so what about this Biden compromise? Do you think that sets a dangerous precedent? Well, they've done this before, as I said. I mean, they have to. Um, they've made deals like this before. Um, not quite held hostage the way it was this time by the Republican Party. But uh, you, you cannot risk a default. I mean, think about that. I mean, the, the economic experts say we'd be looking at massive unemployment and uh, it would just plunge the markets. I mean, no, it would you know, uh, really undermine the credibility of the United States and of its credit globally. So you, you couldn't risk that. So you knew they were going to work out something. Uh, and even if it gets changed in the next couple of days, they're going to pass something. Um, but yeah, there is a little bit of a precedent there now that, well, you give us what we want or you're not going to get this deal. I think everyone understands that in this game of chicken, ultimately both sides are going to have to give a little bit. Nobody's going to be entirely happy with what they got. And that's kind of what we see here. Yeah. Lastly, Doug, do you think this debt ceiling bill is going to pass or fail? I think it has to pass. Whether, as I said, it's this exact bill, we'll have to see. Now, there are those um, in the House who want to make some changes, maybe uh, tinker with it a little bit, maybe have some amendments. Um, but something has to pass, and it's got to pass by next week, or the country will be in deep economic trouble, and I don't think that they're going to let that happen. All right, Doug, thank you so much.
All right, we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to speak tomorrow with another, uh, the latest contender in the uh, East Bay congressional race to succeed Barbara Lee. She threw her hat in the ring, and we're going to speak with her tomorrow. We'll find out who that is at 3.30 tomorrow afternoon when we always have the state of California on weekdays. It's also available on the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll find it there. You can find me on Twitter, at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.